We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. You're joined by Kirk Henderson and tonight guest Luke Askew, contributing staff writer to Mavs Moneyball. How are you, Luke? I'm doing great. Fantastic. You know why we're fantastic, guys? Because Rick Carlisle challenged a call down 22 in the fourth quarter, and we decided we were going to start the podcast before the game ends. Uh, currently, the Mavs are up 17 with about four and a half minutes left, and maybe the game will tighten up in some way, shape, or form, and we'll have to re-record this podcast. But all of the particulars were out of, uh, you know, the, the normal starters were out of the game, and I really wasn't interested in Marquise Chris minutes. So we thought we'd start early. So... Um, this game was one that was remarkably close for the first half. And then Luca got angry at the end of the first half and precise and closed the door. The Mavericks were up uh, 72 to 60. And then the third quarter, I was putting my kid to bed. Luke, what the hell happened in the third? I came down and the Mavs were up by a billion. Oh my gosh. Luca was going crazy. He was... Luca felt like he was playing against traffic cones tonight. Honestly, I think <laughs> it was like I. It was one of the most dominant, and it, it's the the twenty eight, eleven, and six that he put up is almost not representative of how well he played. I thought mm-hmm. um, he was controlling everything. He was playing at his own pace. I actually, uh, so I I kind of. The second quarter, I was a little delayed. I was behind. I had to pause the game, and I was trying to catch up. And I got the halftime score on my phone. And I think the Mavs had, like, f- mid-50s points with, like, two and a half, three minutes left. And the halftime notification said that we had 72. And I was like, how the hell do we get 
to 72 <laughs> in like two minutes. I was like, that has to be a, a typo from like Bleacher Report or something. And sure enough, Reggie got hot. Luca made that corner three. It was fun. You're right. I wasn't even paying attention to that because like I was on the phone with my parents over FaceTime and it was 53 to 50 with 427 left. And then the Mavericks scored 19 points over the next four and a half minutes and the Pacers scored 10. And I mean, it was, this is going to be one of these games where the the final box score, at least I'm going to guess, doesn't really can share how dominant the Mavs were for stretches. Like, honestly, I was tweeting the group or I was uh, slacking our, our Moneyball Slack saying, so this is why I don't really buy the Mavericks defense because the Pacers still scored 60 points at the half and, yeah. it, and it looked kind of it, it looked easy um there were a couple of guys that got hot who i'm gonna let me go check out box score because there are a couple of pacers who was just oh the the washington jr guy Dwayne washington jr who averages 8.1 points had 10 points in the first quarter for the pacers <laughs> and it was like oh this is gonna be one of those games a mavs all-star type performance um yeah but it, it was it was it was an odd game just because it, it you know we've not really hit on the news piece yet of of the game which I'll I'll let you break that news but the 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 Mavericks were I don't know they were scoring easily it was like it, it very much felt like kind of a like a, a an offensive game from last season where they just weren't able to stop anyone but then you know like third quarter clearly they clamped down enough to just you know really give it to give it to the Pacers so yeah and the I mean the Pacers are going to end with I mean they have a hundred with three minutes left so they'll probably. I don't know, the 105 to 110 range maybe, and it's fine. It's whatever, but it's it's a Pacers team that's without like three of their best players. It's it's underwhelming <laughs> to me. I thought, um, I guess I'll, I'll break that, the news like you were talking about. Um, uh, I'm guessing the news break we're, we're talking about is um, that Rick Carlisle has emotions. Oh, well, that's um, one. No, then there's the, the fact no, that I don't, this I'm isn't coming. Rick Carlisle uh, emotions yeah. are a thing that we're well, well. Let's just chat about that for a second because okay. everybody will know about the Porzingis news. But like Carlisle crying in the pregame thing was legitimately moving, and I was mad at him because yeah, I've the stuff that I've I've heard about from him uh, about him from Mavs people is kind of alarming. Like it really made me not like him very much as a person. And then for him mm-hmm. to like be openly crying, I was like this fucking guy and the the video was incredible really good work by the mavericks i, I you know he, he's probably the coach that you've known the longest during your match absolutely yeah so what, what did you think about it it was so i actually i didn't see the video i took um i took my dog out right before the game started um and i it's came back in I, came, I only caught the last two minutes i'm gonna go find yep it. so i i came back in like i i caught the last like 10 seconds i came in right as the video was ending and i looked up and i was like wait is rick crying i was like what is going i was like what did i what did they play in the video like i wasn't sure if it was like the sarah mclaughlin like dog commercial or <laughs> late if night it was actually like yeah or if it was actually like a rick carlisle tribute because i just i I was expecting it to be Monday and I was expecting Rick to come out and be like kind of a curmudgeon about the whole thing. I don't know. Um, but I was, I was genuinely shocked it. And it, I kind of had the same take as you. Like I've, I've grown frustrated with him about all the stuff that's come out and stuff like that. And I was kind of like, I can't believe this guy's crying right now, but um, 
Yeah, I was. It, it was shocking to me, honestly. That was probably the biggest takeaway of the game for me. Yeah, well, and then the other piece of news, which Porzingis left at some point. I honestly don't remember. Um, the the 2022 Chris Stapps Porzingis season is going to be a lot of ugh. He came out and had an incredible first move and dunk, and then I don't remember anything he did. Um, yeah. They, they say it's knee soreness. We don't know which knee. I have to assume – Actually, it doesn't really matter. Knee soreness generally is a symptom of something. It is not a descriptive injury. And so it's the sort of thing where um, I think in the short term, we're all just going to kind of roll our eyes and hope he gets better because the Mavericks have a relatively straightforward and simple schedule over the next several weeks. Long term, this is why a lot of people just don't want him on the team anymore because his body type and it is just... He's going to get injured. Seven foot three people get injured playing a contact sport. And it's not his fault. He has, you know, our guy uh, Jordan was was doing some kind of research. And if you back out the games, like the back-to-back games, like the most number of games he's played in a row this year is eight. Um, and mm-hmm. it's it's just not it's not who he is. And it's unfortunate he's never going to live up to the billing that, that he sort of probably set for himself. But now I think, you know, I'm not really bummed about the injury because I'm sure the Mavericks will manage it appropriately. And until it's something like definitive, you just kind of got to play the wait and see game and hope that that he's in a good place for the playoffs because, you know, maybe the Mavericks will catch fire the way the Clippers did and just shoot the hell out of the ball for, you know, a month and the Mavericks win a championship. Mm-hmm. Like I could see that happening and Porzingis would need to be a part of that. So what do you, what do you think about kind of the injury and what's kind of your, your long-term take with Porzingis? So I kind of had the same, the same feeling where short term, I'm not worried about it at all. It's whatever. Maybe he'll miss tomorrow's game. Probably will. They play the magic and on a back to back. And, and I like, maybe he'll miss a couple games. I don't know. He's going to, he's going to be fine. Like he's going to come back. It's not like he tore his ACL or something. Right. Um, The scariest part to me is long-term and what that means. Um, And just kind of, the way the injury unfolded, at least how it seemed from just watching it on TV, it seemed like I think it was early second quarter and it seemed like they just subbed him out and then he never came back. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. the Mavs PR notice came in, Chris Stapps out for the game. So it's honestly the way it went down is a little concerning to me because and that's what's frustrating as a fan is because like it doesn't it didn't happen on a play. There's no like thing you can point to and be like there. That's how it happened. It's just one of those things where, go ahead. But it just it just feels like it feels like at any given moment you can just get a notification on your phone that says Chris Stapps is out for the game and have Mm -hmm. no idea it's coming and it's a bummer and it's an unsettling feeling. It doesn't make me feel good heading into any playoff series where where it can be you know maybe maybe we're up two zero in a series and then I'm like okay but is Chris Stapps going to be out? the next game like i don't yep. know and that's that's what's concerning to me and it, like you said it's not his fault but it is frustrating you know it makes me wonder if the knee just wasn't feeling right the entire game somebody just sent me a tweet where it's like he looked like shit on defense the entire game uh, and he did and he's been a big part of the mavericks um 
defensive, you know, scheming because it's he's yep. the when he's the last line of defense instead of the first line of defense, it's pretty effective. And you know, Sabonis is sort of a tough guy to to gauge that stuff against because he's so crafty around the rim. But I, I just thought that was an interesting uh, a point from from one of my Twitter followers that he just really didn't look good the entire time on defense, and it's like, okay, well, we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna get him out and maybe see how things go because you know you you got to get to All Star break, which let's just look at the calendar here because I, I I've been so focused on January because this was this was their fourth back to back in January and four, all four of them came in the last like 20 days of the month. So it's been kind of chaotic, at least for us in terms of covering these games. So the all-star break looks like uh, the last game they play is Thursday, February 17th. And then they basically have eight games off between uh, or eight days off between games between that point And now they play one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games. So, and a lot of these games are actually winnable contests you know you got orlando oklahoma city who is shutting down sga which i think is interesting the the sixers game might be a schedule loss but the sixers are just really good um atlanta rematch there's a couple of clippers games like the mavericks could really coast into all-star break with or without porzingis so it's 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 kind of an interesting conundrum where though i i suspect he'll probably miss at least three four five games yeah i'm that's that's probably that that feels like how they'll manage it and that's probably the smart way to manage it um because i think especially now that things are turning have turned around in the short term now we're kind of back as a fan base to the long-term goals again yep. um less we're less worried on the day in winning and you know how are we going to beat the pacers on any given night like we're kind of just past i feel like we're we got over that hurdle for the season mm-hmm. um and now we are looking to the long term and that that is like you said that's it's the best way to manage it it's it's the safe approach it's just the frustrating one and that's what sure. makes um that's what makes it tempting to to want to have trade discussions about him oh, exactly and you just can't do it well i really think that that point about pivoting to the long term thought is really good in that something happened in tonight's game that was frankly something I've been waiting for for the entire year. And it was the explosion from Reggie Bullock, who Mm -hmm. was eight of 11 from the floor in 24 minutes. He hit six threes for a season high 23 points and was doing the kind of stuff that when you watch like the Reggie Bullock highlight tapes from last year, I mean, the Knicks were obviously not exactly a high flying offense, but like the release points and like the way the ball went down and the confidence in the shooting, like that was what we've envisioned going back to, to July or August, whenever the hell the off season was. And so it's, that's sort of like one of the long-term questions that if Bullock can return to any semblance of what he was by the second half last year with the Knicks with Tim Hardaway Jr. Going down, it raises my floor for these Mavericks. If Bullock is going to play well, cause he's just been a non-factor this season. Yeah. So I, like you said, Reggie was great. Um, and it, it was the confidence. It was the way he looked shooting the ball. Um, he took a couple off the dribble that I liked. He got to the rim. Um, Reggie, like this was the Reggie we've been waiting for and he's not going to go, five of seven or whatever he was from the three internet connection issues because luca was incredible at getting into the paint uh scoring enough for himself so the defense had to respect it and then finding the shooters and this was just a peak 
into what the future can look like when guys like Reggie are actually stepping up and hitting shots. One of my favorite ones was, you know, Marquise Chris finally played a few minutes and he got like a long, like, like ugly rebound and sort of did like an underhanded pitch pass to Bullock at, at like just above the break for a buried three. And man, I just like, I, it felt like pickup basketball to a degree, like mm-hmm. really fun pickup basketball. And so it's just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those games that I'm going to, really like kind of talk in the back of my mind because the Pacers stink, but the ability to beat the crap out of a, out of a bad team is something this Mavericks, this Mavericks squad could not do last year. Like they always played down to their opponents. And so they finally finished. It's one thirty-two to one Oh five. So a, a nice 27 point. If, if my math is correct, victory is a, is a nice way to, to send us on our Saturday night. Well, guys, it seems that uh, Luke and I are having some hilarious technical difficulties, but it's Saturday. The Mavs play again tomorrow. They go ahead and face off against uh, the, the the Magic at 6 p.m. Central Time, which will be a nice uh, nice game just to see if the Mavericks can can continue to work on some things offensively. The uh, the Magic play kind of a, a grindy style of basketball, but are lit- they've literally won 10 games. So you, you, unless things go absolutely belly up, this should be kind of a nice way to close off your weekend. Um, Josh and I will be back probably doing that one. And then there will be a group therapy after that game. I'm not going to do one tonight just because there's not really much to talk about. A great win is a great win. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. Um, This has been Kirk Henderson and Luke every now and again. So I apologize for some of the technical difficulties. Maybe the audio is probably not going to be the greatest during this podcast, but that's okay. Everybody enjoy your Sunday and we will talk soon. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.